Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. It's episode 211. We got a fantastic guest for the show, actually. I was so glad that he agreed to come on the show. And that's Mitch Redbrick. And um, Mitch, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Uh, Mitch Ribak. I've been in real estate for 18 years. Uh, I've been generating internet leads for 18 years. Well, actually, 17 and a half my first six months, I was trying to figure it out. And uh, yeah, and basically built a team, built a brokerage, uh, merged my brokerage last year with uh, two years ago with EXP Realty uh, with about 40 agents. We averaged about 700 transactions a year. And up until this year, there, we were doing about 300 to 350 transactions of that from internet leads. And um, I've got to say, Mitch, I've watched some of his videos. He has a great way of explaining what are online leads, how to generate them. It's going to be a fascinating conversation. And also I've got my great co-host, Robert. Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Yeah. I'm, my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of uh, Inbound REM, which is uh, a blog and uh, also a service company that builds websites and real estate lead generation websites. So I'm really looking forward to talking to Mitch as well. So, John, why don't you uh, lead us down the... the right. So, Mitch, uh, I've been watching some of your videos and they're fantastic on YouTube. And can you give us, you know, what is working for you and your team um, this is going to be a slightly broad question, but I'll give you a few minutes to answer it. What is working for you and your team in Florida in 2019 when it comes to online leads? Uh, well, you know, it, all, it, it really hasn't changed. It's been the same forever. Uh, you know, I, in fact, I, I, wrote a, I wrote a new book called uh, Rockstar Real Estate Guide. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Rockstar Sales Guide. And it's only three pages. And I, I'll, I'm going to give you guys the book for free. Right now, verbally, the first page says, don't text. The second page says, don't email. The third page, I can't say the, the real word because it's not legal online, I think, legally, but maybe it is. But pick up the F from the phone. And it's the same messaging to everybody. You know, the reason why we're so good at converting leads is because we know the numbers. I'll give you an example. I know that if you call a lead once, you'll get a hold of 21%. And by the way, the whole thing that if you call it like speed to lead and stuff like that, for a property inquiry lead, that's true. For a regular registration lead, it doesn't matter. If I call within five minutes, it's 21%. If I call within 24 hours, it's 20%. So that's if you call once. Uh, we learned over testing and testing and testing over the years uh, that if we text, we get a 35% contact rate t- total. If we call four times over eight days every other day, and this is on a raw registration leads so what I usually talk about, uh, then we're going to get a hold of 65 to 70%. Pretty simple. Yeah. So, and, what, and I just want to slightly interrupt because obviously a lot of our listeners and viewers are, are new real estate agents or in their first, second, third year. What you mean by registration is that they've landed on a web page, a landing page to register for something, and you've had no prior relationship with that possible lead. Is that correct? Yeah, so one of the first thing I figured out when I was, again, it was early January 2002 when I started my first website, uh, was, and nobody was doing forced registration, which I didn't understand that, because I'm like, you're going to spend money on marketing, why are you not grabbing leads? Everybody told me I was crazy. But um, 
you know, we, I, I was looking at everybody else's websites were out there. And I saw these really cute pictures of puppies and all this other stuff. And I said, I don't think people really come to your site to look at your puppy. They come there to look at listings. So if you're going to come look at listings, let's give them listings. And that's how the whole process started. It was just, you know, what is the whole functionality of my website? It's to get people to come to my website. I'm going to spend money, get them to register to look at listings. And once they're giving me listings, set them up in a search so they're getting listings that, that they want. Very simple. Right. So, so but you, you're, what I think you said in your videos really – very clearly is that this whole process is to build relationship and your main criticism of a lot of agents is that if they don't contact the person straight away it's not as totally they're there to buy or sell almost straight away they don't attempt to try and build any relationship would i be correct about that yeah so what i teach my agents is most realtors, if I talk, if I get a hold of you today, right? Say you're a customer, I get a hold of you today. Most realtors, and they say I'm not buying for six months. Most realtors say, "Great, well, I'll send you listings, and you know, give me a call if you see something you like, and we'll talk when you're ready." That's the majority of realtors, if they ever even call the real the lead and get a hold of them. I teach my agent it's it's a six month opportunity to create a great relationship. So if I'm calling them based on our callback schedules that we use. Then we know that over time they're gonna they're gonna use us because we built that relationship. But it also does the average realtor is registering now on five to seven websites. They're registering everywhere, and so if someone says, you know, are you, are you working with a realtor? You know, if you didn't build a relationship, they say, no, I got some guy named Rich or Mitch or Ditch is sending me listings. But the reality is, if I built that relationship and say, no, oh, yeah, I'm working with this guy Mitch. It's about the relationship. It's always about the relationship. That's why the problem with texting is because texting doesn't build an emotional connection. And for me, I'm really good on the phone and my ISAs are really good on the phone. And it's all about making sure that we build a solid relationship. And that's what we teach our agents how to do that relationship building. Yeah, my position is slightly, fundamentally, I agree with you, but my, my platform, we have text messaging. But the text messaging is to try and get some response from the client and then then call them, yep. then build that relationship. So it's slightly different to your position, but fundamentally it's the same. It's you, at some stage, you've got to make that call and try and build that relationship. Um, over to you, Robert. So... Well, I have, I have so many questions, but let's start with some simple ones. So, Mitch, uh, you're talking about the efficacy of, of, like, how you follow up. And the first thing I'm hearing you say, and I just want to make sure I understand you correctly, is you're saying always call the lead. That's, that's basically what I've heard you boil this down to. The messages are better. You've tracked the results, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that calling the lead yields better returns than texting. Am I just, am I understanding that correctly? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Once you have a relationship, I'm okay with you texting. Once you've already had a conversation, but that initial conversation, just, it's just based on the contact rate, the contact rate. And we tested, I can't tell you how many hundreds, if not thousands of leads we did this with, you know, we tested to see over a six month, we do everything over a six month period when we test. So the contact rate for a text lead without a phone call was 35%. And the, and the contact rate with a, a four phone calls over eight days every other day for four times was 65, it's actually 68%, so 65 to 70%. So the, the, and that was across the board. So I owned an ISA company for a few years there. And 
that was the numbers from the ISA company, not just my personal numbers. Okay. All right. So you owned an ISA company, and that's a whole other conversation I'd love to talk about, but we're going to skip that for the moment. Um, I am going to ask you, so you, you are talking about what I'm noticing about this conversation is you seem to be commoditizing the lead quality. In other words, you're not calling out a differentiation in the way that you generated a lead. You're saying all leads generated in X way, I call same way four times over eight days. Is there no difference in lead quality depending on the yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. So a, a property inquiry lead um, once or twice a day for three or four days in a row. It's a different type of lead. So when I talk about leads generally, I try to talk about the hardest leads. To me, the hardest leads are, are registration leads. That's the hardest lead to do. So property inquiry leads are a different animal. Uh, we convert those around 15%. Okay. A great number. Uh, the raw registrations, we do 3.8% for short-term and 6% for long-term. Short-term means a lead that came in this year, we converted this year. Long-term, it was more than a year old before we, more than a, not the same year we captured the lead. And that is skewed a little bit because of capturing leads in November and December and October. But there really isn't a great way to track that number. So we just set up a standard for ourselves like that. Okay, so I want, I want our audience to try to be able to keep up with, with definitions. So actually, I'm going to test my definitions and see if I've got it right. Maybe our, our audience will learn along with me. Sure. So uh, when you say registration, what I think you mean is I think you mean you have a website or a landing page and somebody hits that landing page somewhere online and they leave you their name, email address, and maybe a phone number and, and really all they're doing is they're either registering to get to be a part of a mailing list or they're registering with a website itself that says kind of like join, you know, you need to register to have a, uh, a system, like a search account, like a, something to that effect. Is that what you're talking about or am I misunderstanding? No, exactly. So it's a registration where they come to my website and we let them look at one listing. And when they go to look at the second listing, we make them register to look at more listings. Okay, so that's a registration lead. What's the property inquiry lead? I legit don't know. Property inquiry leads is, um, you know, uh, either they click on one of our leads uh, or a Zillow lead is the same idea, right, where they've inquired on a property. I know. Um, right, so I inquired on 555 Main Street. Could I get more information on that property? Obviously, that's a lot stronger lead, which is why Zillow charges just 60 to to $100 a lead, right? Um, it's a lot stronger lead than somebody that just registered on my site. If you're if you're still getting sixty to hundred dollars Zillow leads, you're doing better than most of the people in the country. I don't. I don't. I don't I've never done Zillow, so I couldn't tell you. We did them. For, <laughs> I did them for about. Um, so the challenge for me, even though we had great conversion rate, I, I, I look at cost per sale. So with my registration leads, it's about two hundred and twelve dollars per sale. With Zillow, it was closer to five hundred to six hundred dollars per sale. Okay. That makes sense. How are you generating your registration? So, so we now know that there's a differentiation in lead quality uh, based on the type of registration it is, but how are you generating your leads to get these numbers in the first place? What, what's the $220 ROI from? So we, we've used a couple of different sources over the years. Uh, obviously, Google AdWords has done really well long tail, using long tail keywords and stuff. Um, the, uh, I, honestly, I used a company called HomeGain. I don't know if you've heard of them. Home gain, and they have a program called BuyerLink. I've used them for the last 10 years. And mainly because I'm not really a pay-per-click a guy, and, and 
staying on top of the changes that Google's made over the years. I'm not a professional at that. I used to be really good at it, but they over the last 10 years, it's evolved so much uh, that I didn't, I work really, I work 80 plus hours a week. I didn't really want to spend any more time learning that stuff. Uh, with home gain, I think I paid a buck 10 or a buck 29 a click mm-hmm. better than I can do on, on Google anymore. And had about an 8% capture rate. And so I figured out with my 8% capture rate, what it comes down to a cost per sale. Okay. So, so you've always used the same small handful of companies that are doing PPC for you, um, which is for the Google AdWords is what a direct marketing is another word for. It's all the same thing though, guys. It's you can drive your traffic from Facebook. You can drive it from Google, right? Right. And And you're saying your method has been driving it from Google to some kind of landing page. And that's what's delivering you the cost per sale that you're talking about. Is that, am I understanding that all yep. correctly? Yep, that's good. You got it. Okay. Is there, is there a secret sauce to your landing pages? Are you off? Do you even know what BuyerLink or, buy, or, or HomeGain are doing? Or do you just not, that's, that's their thing and you're just leaving it in their hands? Yeah. No, I know what they're doing. So with, with BuyerLink, this is why I like it so much. They have multiple partners that drive traffic to their site. So like MLS.com is one of their partners. Mm-hmm. So if you go to MLS.com and you go to look at a, a search, you end up on a, it looks like it's MLS.com, but it's actually home game driving that. So that would drive traffic directly to my landing page. I'm not using them anymore. Right now I'm changing my model since I joined eXp to get my agents to do this themselves and not me doing it anymore. Okay. So we've changed our whole system. And I'm, you know, I'm old now, right? Look at this. Ugh, gross. So what I'm trying to do now is to get my agents to become self-sufficient so I can retire in the next couple of years. And, I, and so I've, I've stopped my pay-per-click campaigns personally. I still have 36,000 leads with almost 7,000 active, which means they open their emails for the last 30 days uh, with uh, 4,500 or so of those have phone numbers. So we're still converting, but we're not converting the numbers we were before because I'm in a different place personally uh, where I'm trying to go. And I'm trying to get my agents to be who I was the past 15 years, 16, 17 years. Does that make sense? Uh, well, I hope you can succeed because my understanding of my my fairly good understanding of marketing these days is that at two hundred and twelve dollar marketing costs almost in any marketplace around the U.S. is amazing. So, for my audience, for those people that don't realize, what Mitch is saying is that his marketing total is two hundred and twelve dollars. So, if his commission, let's say uh, whatever the three percent is, is three thousand or five thousand or ten thousand, whatever the number is. He's still saying that he's bringing in his marketing cost at probably under 10%, which is very, 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 very low in real estate, uh, especially in today's industry because the, the marketing cost, and again, I say this for my audience, Mitch, more than I say it for you, it's, uh, the marketing cost has been rising. So Zillow and these other companies that have a lock on certain percent portions of the marketing that's out there. They are all raising the cost of your sale. That's all that those numbers are going up. They're not going down right now. Yeah. So that's yeah. We've been able to do it mainly because we we were highly systemized. You know, no, I mean everybody's doing stuff that we're doing now because I've taught a billion people how to do this. Um, but it's changed over the last couple of years. It's definitely more challenging the last two years than it's been the last eighteen years. And that's because of you know everybody and their mother and their grandmother has a website now. Right. Every company's out there trying to better themselves. You have the Zillow's, you have the Realtor.com's. This is just a lot more competition, which is all the more important why that phone call is so important. Because I'll give you an example. Somebody registered for on a 
on Zillow to get a property inquired, you know, about a property. They didn't just do that property. They did five or six properties, right? And now that means they have five or six realtors hounding them. So you have to be really strategic. If you're hounding them, they're not working with you. And again, we were calling for, I'd say when we had the ISA company, we were calling for about, we were calling for over 100 companies, but I would say about 30 of them were strictly just Zillow leads. And, and we found that if we called twice a day, four days in a row, we got a hold of about 70%. Still don't get a hold of a lot of people. But it's all in how you handle that call. The first things we hear are um, just looking. I was just oh, almost, but you know, before we go into that, Mitch, we need to go for our break. And then we come back, you can tell us, because uh, that's what I was going to ask you in the second half, to what you actually say in these calls. So it's a great spot for us to go for our break, Mitch. So listeners and viewers, we'll be back. And hopefully you can tell how fantastic this conversation has been so far. And you join us for the second half. We'll be back in a few moments. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. We've had a feast of figures Robert is salivating with all these figures. He loves it. Mitch has just provided him more and more. I can just see he's he's woken up, folks. Um, so, Mitch, before I rudely interrupted you in the first half, you were just to explain some of the f- conversations you need when you're actually reading up some of these possible prospects. Over to you, Mitch. Yeah, so what, what we found... and. And this is, again, why I had ISAs, because agents will do, and no, no insult to anybody out there, I hope you don't take it this way, but agents aren't the best at handling objections. And the number one objection we get when we call is, oh, well, thanks for calling, really appreciate it. Uh, we're just looking. Not buying for six months, not buying for a year, whatever that number is, doesn't matter. And of course, of course, we totally appreciate that. Everybody's just looking. So tell me, right here, it looks like you're looking for a three-bedroom. We just go right past that. The challenge with most realtors, and I've listened to so many of them, they'll say, oh, well, that's great. Well, again, I'll send you some listings, and if you, if you want anything in the future, just let me know, right? So we, we don't accept just looking as an answer. We just go right past that. We accept that. We acknowledge that, and then we move forward with what we want to know, which is finding out your buying time frame, and what you're looking for, and then and then making sure the searches are set up properly. So you basically you're just trying to get a bit more detail. So when you do send them things, um, you've got some idea of the time scale, so you can put it into your CRM, and you know, and also the materials that you can send to them are relevant. Right, right. And there's things that you have to do though on a search. You know, setting up your search is one of the most important things to do. And most people do it incorrectly. Um, and I'll, I'll give you guys a quickie on that. So, for instance, someone looking for a, a, a three-bedroom, two-bath home, $350,000. Most agents are going to set up in a home maybe three twenty-five dollars to three seventy-five. You're not going to get enough relevant matches for them to be getting in front of them on a regular basis with the email updates. So, for instance, so someone comes to us with three fifty. We're going to set them up between three hundred and four hundred thousand dollars, so it's a little bit broader search, 
and we are not going to put any specifics in the, now we're only going to put specifics if they're buying teams within 90 days it'll be a little bit more different but most people are not buying in 90 days um and so we're going to be a lot broader because i want to get 25 to 35 matches of that search because therefore my emails matching them is going to come to them two to three times four times a week so and everybody loves to look at houses nobody ever complains because we sent them to the houses that's never an issue now they might say, "Well, why why are you sending me this? I don't really want that. I don't want to spend four hundred thousand dollars. I don't want to spend two hundred, you know, three hundred thousand dollars. I want to spend three fifty. Yes, we understand that, but we're trying to give you an idea of the market while you're looking. As we get a little closer, we'll get a little tighter in the search. Very simple. Yeah, totally. Over to you, Robert. Uh, okay, so so since I've got a numbers guy in my hand, you'll have to forgive me because I could I could really get into this all day long. Um, It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty unusual as I'm sure you've already realized throughout your career that, that we get to talk to people that track the stuff at all. I have clients spend tens of thousands of dollars and not track any of the things that we're talking about right now. I probably talked to half of them. (laughs) I got Mitch, I got Mitch on the show just for you, Robert. Thank you. So you've been talking about a couple companies, buyer, but like home gain, buyer's link, um, a lot of what John and I talk to our clients about is digital lead generation. And what you've boiled that all down to is you just said simply registration leads versus property inquiry leads, which guys is two separate types of leads. But I'm curious, like, let's say you're going to give a budget of $5,000 a month to buyer link. What is going to be your expectation in terms of quantity of leads for that $5,000? So we figured things, and I don't have a calculator in front of me, but $5,000, whatever 12 bucks a lead is, that's pretty much my cost. Okay. 12 bucks a lead. So what's that, about 450 leads, roughly? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and, uh, my, you know, calculators have destroyed our lives because I can't do any math in my head anymore. Uh, it's terrible. But um, so that was always, you know, our number. Then you know, getting our conversions from that. We were our average budget was around ten thousand dollars a month for marketing. Okay. So, and, we got. and all of your marketing, like uh, mo- all of your marketing was based on let's say direct marketing is what I would call, which is PPC landing pages, that kind of thing. Yes. Doing any SEO or organic mail mailing, anything like that. Yeah. So all we did on so the landing pages, you know, and how we did it, which is the reason why I think we captured so well. Um is, and, and we used to capture 10 or 12%, but that number's gone down as the market's gotten crowd, more crowded, as the space has gotten more crowded. Um, so what we made sure we did, we made sure that we did two things. We made sure every piece of marketing we did, they landed on a page that was relevant to that marketing. So if someone was searching Melbourne, Florida, they just didn't come to my website. They came to my Melbourne page on my website. Mm-hmm. That sounds To me, that's no brainer, but... It's a lot of people just send them directly to their websites and don't do that. Uh, and then when we were doing, um, if they didn't give me enough detail, we had default price ranges for all of those cities. So, for instance, we know in Melbourne, Florida, the average sales between two and four hundred thousand dollars. Right? Do I know there's homes that sell for six hundred and a million dollars? Of course, but the average sale is two to four hundred. So, if they didn't give me enough detail, we'd automatically set them up in a two to four hundred thousand dollars sale price range. So we were able to assign uh, default price ranges and to those specific landing pages tied to our marketing to, you know, when I search Melbourne real estate, I land on a Melbourne page. And then we also did that with community pages. 
So I had all of, I built all the page for every community and we did community marketing. That's where I did, I didn't use home game for that. I did Google PPC for that. And then we drive people to those landing pages specifically for those. And those were actually a much better lead than a general registration lead yeah. because they're, they're inquiring on a specific community. Didn't get a lot of them, by the way, didn't cost a lot either, but didn't get a lot. But those leads are generally a stronger lead because they're more specific than a general search. Okay. So, yeah, and we we tend to, um, I tend to the terminology I use for that listeners and viewers, and I don't know if Robert would agree. I call that ever evergreen content, where you set up a number of pages about specific areas that you cover as an agent, and you bought you provide um, information and the search element as well. So that's what I just thought I would say that Robert. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I would define evergreen as something else, but, but let's not, I don't want to go, I don't want to get lost in that particular right, right now. Um, so uh, just so the audience once again understands what, what Mitch is saying is that he set up his landing pages so that the search criteria matched whatever the average is going to be for that particular neighborhood. So a landing page is a page, in this case, Mitch seems to be talking about a real basic page where it's just properties, and then he's going to put the properties on the page that are going to have the price range that is average for the area that he's marketing to. Did I understand you correctly, Mitch? Um, a little bit, but no. So, so we didn't change. The, so the landing page would be anything relevant that they search within that landing page. Okay. It's any price range. But when we set up our searches, we use those default price ranges if they didn't give us enough detail. I got you. So if somebody's clicking anything on the page or if you have saved links is what we call them these days, but, but basically pre-qualified searches that are already on the page for somebody to click. That's how I'm actually. Okay. All right. So that's what you're doing is you're then doing the average off that page. And that's to keep their attention on the destination that you've, that you've sent them to, right? Right. Well, you want to make it simple for them to navigate. So they got to go to your page. Now they got to go look for the other, the information they're looking for it's extra clicks, right? right? So the least amount of clicks you get, the more chance you have of getting them to register. I'm curious because these days, every single marketing company that I know of that's out there has, has, has moved to a single philosophy, which is you register, like they pay, basically throw the, the registration gateway up the second that somebody hits the page. Nobody like Real Geeks is doing it. Pretty much everybody is doing it now where you, you, if you get a search at all, it's one. And then you have to register with the page. What, what did you guys do? Yeah, we've done both. Um, I think right now, and I, I could be wrong because I think X haven't changed it for a while. Okay. I think we're at one. We let you look at one. Okay. Yeah, and that's pretty much standard. I mean, one or zero is pretty standard. Uh, the reason we know is some people say, oh, you should let them look at five. Well, some people will never look at five. And therefore, you've never given the registration opportunity. I got you. Okay. All right, so somebody registers, um, you've got the same small handful of companies that you've been using to do these registrations. Just for, is there, is there any problem if I ask you what markets that you're focused on so that everybody understands where this broker is? Yeah, yeah, we're in Brevard County, Florida. So that's um, Melbourne, Cocoa Beach, Melbourne Beach, that area. Okay, so your 40 agents that you manage are all in that area? Yes, well, I have agents all over the country with my EXP stuff, but the, the ones on my team are local here. Okay. So I actually don't understand that secondary comment. Are you a trainer for EXP? Are you a, 
What is no, your- I'm, uh, so we merged our brokerage uh, in 2017 with DXP. Okay. Uh, owning a brokerage, if there's any brokers out there, you know it's not fun. Um, and I have to have fun because again, I look like this. we've got to make it fun. Um, so, uh, so the beauty of the EXP model that allows me to introduce agents from anywhere in the U.S. and Canada to the company, and they're all part of my organization. So I have about 430 agents right now, uh, but I only generate leads for actually 25 agents here locally. I have I have 120 here agents here locally, but I only generate leads for 25 of them. So not only have you built up a, uh, like what I would refer to as a hyper-local real estate sales team in your own market of Brevard, but you have also built up a, a national or maybe even semi-global sales force of real estate agents under the EXP brand. And I'm taking it that that, that global sales force that you're talking about, you, you manage or train them? In some way or another, um, you- I, I offer training. I offer advice. I mean, I'm always there to help agents. I, I hope anybody, regardless if they're with me or not, I I have been on the phone all day long with agents that I don't even know who they are. They reached out to me, and I help them. I don't care. Uh, I just love helping people. Uh, it's all about contribution, right? The more you can contribute, the better life is. And so, um, the agents that have joined my organization, I I train them in real estate. I train them in building their teams, whatever they want. It's some people don't reach out to me at all in that group. I just make a few bucks off of them and some people reach out to me on a regular basis and I help them. So the beauty of where I'm at in my life right now is I'm really in a more in a mode of uh, who can I help today? And it's such a fun place to be in my life because I've generated enough revenue doing what I'm doing with everything I do. And I don't really, I, I just, I have, I have a ball. Yeah. I love my ball. We're going to finish the podcast part of the show. Hopefully, Mitch can stay on a little while longer, which will be some bonus content. Are you okay with that, Mitch? Totally fine, sure. Yeah. And we're going to be asking Mitch a couple of things he said in his videos that I've written notes on that intrigued me. Um, Mitch, how if people want to speak to you directly, get some of your wisdom, which you've shown so clearly during the podcast, what's the best way for people to contact you, Mitch? I would send me an email. It's just, it's really simple. I have multiple emails, but my easy one is Mitch, M-I-T-C-H at MitchRealty.com. Right. And Robert, how can people find out more about you, your company, and your words of wisdom? Well, if anybody wants to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what Mitch did. Um, if anybody wants to contact me from the show, you can always just email me at Robert at InboundREM.com. And we can also uh, always just uh, reach out to my website, InboundREM.com, and uh, you can see what I'm up to. And if you want to find out more about MailRite and the exciting features that we have built into the system over the past six months, just go. You can either email me at jonathan at mail-right.com or you can go to the MailRite website and book a free demo, which will be done by myself, truly. Um, that should be interesting, should it, listeners and viewers? And I can show you all the fan- fantastic functionality of the MailRite platform. We'll be back next week with another have a fantastic guest like Mitch offering you knowledge to make you a more successful real estate agent not only for yourself but for your family. We will be back next week folks. Bye. (laughs) 